What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of The Wealth Show, we are going to talk about the last phase of doing a great development deal. So previously, uh, in, in, in the last two episodes, we talked about how to buy great deals, how to manage them, but eventually you got to land the plane, right? So you can have a, you can have a great flight, but if you don't land the plane, no one's going to remember the, the, you know, what happened before. So stay tuned for another great episode of the Hyperfast Wealth Show. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. All right, Sunil. So we are You're back. back and talking about getting <laughs> out of the deals, okay. the sale. Sale, yep. So you've you've sold uh, I don't know how many how many deals it's, now? I mean hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> yeah, so and obviously our you know, Carrie and I on the real estate side have, have sold thousands of homes for clients, for ourselves, for you, for other builders. What would you say off the bat are the most critical things to think about on the sale from the perspective of a builder, investor, developer mm-hmm. to think about up front you know, before they even buy the project? Yeah, that's actually what, exactly what I was going to say. The, you, you should start thinking about the sale you know, even before you buy the project. Uh, that involves, again, how you're going to price it, what kind of features you're going to put in it. Are you going to have how many bedrooms, bathrooms, all those type of things. And really, that's where the real estate agent that you're going to work with at the end should be involved from the beginning because they know all that stuff. And they say, you know, in this neighborhood, we want three bedroom, two baths. In this other neighborhood, maybe one bedroom, one bath work really well. Uh, in D.C., for example, when you're closer to Metro, smaller units work because they tend to be more, you know, single people. They don't really worry about, you know, um, uh, you know, a car and commuting and all those that a one bedroom, one bath is fine. But if you're far away from Metro, you probably need a little bit larger units because they're more family oriented, just as a small example. So think about all those things up front. Um, that way, when it comes time to sell, everything is is ready and, you, you know, you've kind of got a great product. I think that's one of the reasons we have been very successful is because we do all that upfront planning. And by the time our projects hit the market, they're the right price, the right finishes. They have rooftop decks. <laughs> uh, they have everything that people want. Yeah. So you, you got to know the market you know, the end buyer, but before you get into the deal, know what it's going to sell for, mm-hmm. uh, know what you have to do to it to get it to sell for that. Mm-hmm. And I think another important thing is don't bet on appreciation. Right. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. So when we do our projects, we perform uh, them at what are things selling for Today, right now, right now, right now, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be really easy to say, Hey, a year ago it was this. Now it's this. I could do that, right? I could go back and be like, "Wow, DC went up ten percent last year," because <laughs> it did. It was from July to July. You know, I know that was a few months ago, but July to July we saw ten percent bumps. Mm-hmm. We bought a lot of projects in there, but we were not banking on ten percent price increases. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I think this is where sometimes people get in trouble if, if they don't have multiple exits and they and their strategy is, well, I can pay this for it because a year ago it was 10% cheaper. So obviously next year it's mm-hmm. going to be 10% more. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, you should be thinking the other way. What if it went 10% down, right? right? That's what you should be performing it, not up. And, and that's what happens with, you know, deals are competitive. It's hard to get them. And people tend to have, they try to justify why they can pay more. And they use justifications. Like you said, oh, well, the prices, they'll be up 10% next year. No problem. And we can sell it for more, but that's a danger, danger. No, do not do that. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I think, um, you know, price is, is like the biggest thing. So you want to get the price right so you got to you got to go into this with the right expectation you got to know the the, the products Sunil mm-hmm. mentioned like what types of products will get that price like mm-hmm. you know if 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 we're, if we're selling million dollar condos we're not mm-hmm. we're not putting white appliances in there yeah right we're not putting <laughs> Laminate floor right, countertops right. in there. I don't. I don't think we do that on any of our projects right, right now, but especially but, the million dollars and above. <laughs> right. So you you have to have the right product mm-hmm. to get the price that that you're right. Gonna... And we work with designers just for that thing that we that they kind of know what sells. So if you really are challenged in that area, I mean, I don't think it's super hard. But if you if you're challenged, get a designer. It's not it doesn't cost that much. It's well worth the money. Yeah, and we actually we've got like different. You know, if we're selling a four hundred thousand dollar condo. Versus eight hundred versus you know seven figures over a million. We've we've got different appliance packages like mm-hmm. the, you know. And I, I would expect it to be the same in any market. Like the, the price is gonna really uh, influence the product and and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing to think about is placement. So how are you? How are you gonna get? And, th- and this really is like traditional marketing. How are you gonna get? Uh, this product in front of people. I know from the traditional marketing sense, when they talk about placement, it's, well, this cereal is going to go on this shelf. And like, they actually, that's mm-hmm. like all negotiated, <laughs> and, you know, what shelf height and all of that. So like, you know, are you going to do open houses? Are you going to do magazine ads, direct mail, mm-hmm. digital marketing, which, you know, digital marketing, you can get very, very targeted, um, you know, email marketing. So like, how are you going to, to get placement and, and promotion, right? These are all like how you get the product in mm-hmm. front of yeah, the, the right of, buyer of the right buyer and, and to get the price you want. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times too, like people, people think, uh, like, wow, I, I did a great job marketing. I sold it for over market value and, you know, real estate market's not as efficient as stock market, so it's mm-hmm. a little hard to to get in. I, you know, prove. I I would say more of the more people you get in front of, the better chance you have of capturing full market value. Mm-hmm. Because if a willing and able buyer is is mm-hmm. is able to buy it for something, well, that's that's the market value of that product. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, absolutely. You know, only takes one person. Mm-hmm. So. Get it in front of mo- as many people as possible through placement and promotion, and and start early, mm-hmm. right? I think I think yep. this is a key: is uh, start early. And I, I think in in new construction, you'll typically get two buyers at uh, at, at two kind of points. 
Like you'll, mm-hmm. you'll kind of have the dreamer buyer that, that mm-hmm. buys it when it's a piece of paper mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and maybe they can have input on some of the stuff that goes in there. And that's, that's a whole nother can of worms. Right. You want to even allow <laughs> Ooh, move my microphone here. You know, even if you want to even allow that, yeah. uh, cause that's, that's a hassle to make adjustments for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But you get these people that will buy it, you know, when it's a piece of paper. Then you kind of get the people that are like, you know what? I just want it to all be done. I want, mm-hmm. I want it off the shelf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Uh, I don't want to have to do anything. Right. But starting early helps you with both. Right. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we want to give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. So if I'm promoting a, something that's going to take six months to build and, uh, you know, maybe I sell 20% of the time I sell it up front, 80% of the time, maybe I finish it like the month before it's mm-hmm. finished or as it's finished. Um, we've had, mm. we've had that happen on a number of projects. I think, uh, Williamsburg, we sold it like right, like right after the, the drywall went in. Yeah. It was like about a month or two before it was finished. Yep. Right. Yeah, and that's typically, you know, you'll get you might get sales initially on a project if you do this well. Mm-hmm. I, and 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 what I've noticed is maybe you'll build up interest, but if you don't get the sale early, typically it'll happen like right after drywall. Because mm-hmm. now the now the the person that you know wants the finished product, they can see it once mm-hmm. the drywall is in. That's that's the right. key. But all along the way, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing your 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 placement your promotion you're you're getting mm-hmm. getting the project uh in front of as many people as possible and following up with them as well right right typically like you know mls obviously is a, is a one of the major ways you you place things so to speak in real estate but yeah what we do is we tend to put our projects on the mls right away when they even even you know as soon as we own the property sometimes uh we have plans permits renderings things like that but then if it doesn't sell in that first phase, we actually tend to take it off of the MLS because we don't want the, it to sit there like, look, look, the days of market are super long because we, like Dan was mentioning, we kind of feel that that middle phase, if you don't get the sale up front, then you really are kind of waiting to, you know, closer to the end of the project. But yeah, that, that's what we found with, with uh, MLS placements. I know my writing's terrible, but, you know, MLS obviously is one way to start early. Open houses. Mm-hmm. We we had a project down in Alexandria. We did an open house preview, sold two of the penthouses, pre-sold them already. Uh, digital ads, so Facebook, building awareness, uh, you know, collecting emails, of course, following up with emails, you know, phone calls. You just got to stay in front of people during, during this time and, and continue to build the interest build the excitement mm-hmm. and when you get to that you know stage where it's ready mm-hmm. all right so so maybe you sell some along the way maybe you don't uh, but when you when you get done i think the last kind of thing to think about here is packaging and we've we've seen this time and and you know multiple times the better 
the overall package is, mm-hmm. the easier the sale. So, you know, we, we kind of hinted that there's two types of buyers, people that will buy it off a piece of paper, the dreamers and the people mm-hmm. that want it as done as possible. And right. I think those types of buyers even struggle with seeing an empty house. So yeah. staging is what mm-hmm. is, is in this right. packaging and, and, and presentation kind of kind of phase. So yeah. Having a good stager actually helps <laughs> sell the home faster, quicker. Yeah. And yeah we've seen price. that with multiple units in a building. Like as soon as you move the staging to one unit, then all of a sudden that unit sells. Uh, but yeah, I, that was actually the point I was going to make more from the construction and development standpoint, you know, that whether you have 11 phases in your project or 10 or five, however you break your projects down, that last phase, that can be very difficult because that's where you have to kind of get the product in that showroom condition, so to speak, because up to that point, it's a job site and it can be messy and, you know, the landscape's not done and those things. But if you think about it, you know, if you're going to buy a new car, I mean, you you know, you feel like you're spending a lot of money on this thing, whether you are or not, that's that's a different discussion, but you feel that way and you want the car to be perfect. You don't want scratches. No, the seat wasn't quite done. So I've also struggled with that a lot because I, I want my projects, I want them on the market. I want them ready. But, you know, if there's a light fixture that isn't done or if all the light bulbs aren't working or if there's, you know, some cleaning that needs to happen, all those little, little details really make a difference. And it's actually better waiting to get those done than to say, I just want to get on the market because I want to get this thing sold. Uh, and even staging, like you mentioned, um, it's 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 a pretty big expense. And I just have always kind of, oh, it's a way we can cut costs and let's let's not do staging. But I've learned like just do the staging. It makes such a difference. You'll, you'll make that money up. Well, we saw that. I think we mentioned in the last episode our yeah. project that, that finished in the middle of the pandemic. Right. Uh, we had two units in this, and of course, showings, lockdowns, open houses were harder to do. Right then, DC right. was very, issue, very very yeah. strict state uh, during that time. Or it's not a state, but area. Yeah, uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> maybe it'll be a state. We'll see. We'll see. Republic of. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we we staged the top unit. Sold, sold like right that. Away. Yep. Then we waited until the contingencies uh, were, were done. And then we moved the staging to the bottom unit. Right. And then and that one sold. sold right away, pretty much right away. <laughs> During Shortly the lockdown. After. Yeah, yeah. So, staging matters. And then that, that little crap matters too mm-hmm. and it really and does it is a um a tension between getting it on the market mm-hmm. and and having it look like ready great yeah because if there's like drywall dust on the floor just little things yeah because all hardware that needs to be adjusted mm-hmm. just little things mm-hmm. the buyer starts thinking yeah, well, if, something's wrong if i can see this what's behind <laughs> the walls that's messed yep. up and yeah you know, they just like in your kitchen you could have like one knob that you didn't get right because it, it was back ordered or something and you, yeah you really shouldn't list it because the people are going oh my god this is an awesome kitchen their eyes are immediately going to go to that one knob that's missing and they're like something's wrong here <laughs> yeah people i mean people are just fear-based and there there yeah. are people out there that that do uh bad jobs but most people that are in the business i think long term you know do Mm -hmm. do a good job or or they wouldn't be in it long term yeah i typically have the um agent that i'm going to have list the property they go i have them go through as a separate you know set of eyes because again it's you know during the project i'm I'm, i see the project every day and i just i sometimes miss these little little things that a buyer would see so um so yeah i usually make that the responsibility the agent I try to actually have them go when I'm not present because I think sometimes I might be like, oh, that's no big deal. Don't worry about it. But they'll point out, they'll take blue tape and really point out everything that they feel that a buyer would see. And then our job is to go back and fix all those items. So I think having that separate set of eyes, independent set of eyes is very important at that final stage. 
Yeah, and 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 don't be surprised if it takes a little bit longer mm. than you think because you've you've kind of been exciting. It's been six months or longer mm-hmm. of plans permitting and building, and now like like you can see it done. But there's just all this little <laughs> right. crap that takes longer, but it it's mm-hmm. it's really important. And and then you know the last kind of part on this, I think two episodes ago we talked about getting as many lines in the water mm-hmm. when you're trying to find a deal. Well, it's same thing, same thing with a buyer. Mm-hmm. So if you're the agent or you're looking for the agent to hire, you know, you want someone that has a huge pool of mm-hmm. buyers and knows how to find buyers, knows how to do digital ads, knows how to do the follow up on email on on phones and has good sign plan, good marketing strategy mm-hmm. in, in as many ways as possible. Right. To find the buyer. So, yeah. so if you're, um, you know, you want to make sure you're working with an agent that can do that if you are not, you know, one yourself that's doing it. And even right. if you are licensed or an agent, you know, depending on the area, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's not like your bread and butter area, you, you might want mm-hmm. to like have yeah. a, an mm-hmm. agent who is an expert in that area or that type of property. Um, right you know, help, help, help you get it sold. So it can make a huge difference. And, you know, if you guys are looking for that kind of help in the DMV area, you can certainly contact the Carrie Scholl team, carryscholl.com and, and check us out and what we can do there. And, uh, yeah, I should also mention if you're an investor out there, you, you want to make sure you're partnering with people that know how to do this phase of the project. And, and we certainly do. So you can reach out to Sunil and I, if you want to learn how to invest in real estate and know that you know you're going to be investing in a project that's backed by a solid real estate team mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's one of the reasons why i've worked with you know you and carrie for i mean almost 10 years now because i work with a lot of real estate agents but i found that you guys have such a big pool and wide net out there that even if the marketing or whatever you're doing for my project doesn't work for whatever reason you often have brought a buyer from another project or another marketing source. So that's why I think it's, I think, and why I think we've been set, you know, very successful over the last 10 years doing this. It's very important. Yeah. You got to know how to land the plane or the, the rest of the flight mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We can certainly help you do it or, uh, or, or, and, and show you ways to do it. So hope you guys got a ton of value out of this. And, and uh, if, if you did, please hit that subscribe button like it share it get it in front of more people for us because neil and i want to help more investors make more money create more wealth through real estate absolutely all right we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in thank you for tuning in to this episode of the hyper fat show subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyper fashions and remember we love reviews Views help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.